Hello everyone, my name is Major, and welcome to episode 25 of The Heat Code. In today's episode, we are going to do a super short recap of Game 2 against the 76ers, and then jump right into a short little preview for Game 3 that at the time of recording is coming up in about an hour. Now for Game 2, the Heat were in control literally the whole game. At in no point of this game did I ever think there was a possibility the Heat could lose. Even when the 76ers started cutting down the lead, I personally just never felt like they had enough to ever get over the hump, and the Heat were smooth sailing through the whole game, in my opinion. The final score to this game was 119-103, to and obviously the Heat had the 119. Now, it's hard to come up with a player of the game because there was a lot of balanced attack in this game. It was a perfect Miami Heat game in the sense of we didn't rely on one player to do all the damage. We had Jimmy Butler who came back with 8 of 15 shooting overall, 1 of 3 from 3, 22 points, 12 assists, 6 rebounds, and just 2 turnovers. So he had a little bit more of a subpar game in game one, and he bounced back with having a good game in game two. Bam Adebayo, 7 of 11 from the field, 9 of 11 from the free throw line, 9 rebounds, and finished with 23 points. Then we have Tyler Hero, 6 of 10 from the field, 3 of 5 from the three-point line, 7 rebounds, and 18 points. Then Victor Oladipo had another solid game with 6 of 11 from the field, 3 of 4 from the three-point line, 6 rebounds, and 19 points. One interesting note about Depot in this game was that when he had the ball in his hands, when he was like facilitating, he was not playing great. But when he was off ball and doing more secondary things, he was doing a lot better. He was a little sloppy with the ball when he was in control. But like I said, when he was off ball, he was actually playing really nice. Now, pretty much the whole team played great defense as well. Even Max Struess, who's become a good defender, uh, can't even deny anymore. Starting from the season he was a terrible defender and then to now where he's been solidly a good defender through the end of the regular season and the beginning of these playoffs is honestly shocking I've never seen a player transform his defense that much in a short period of time some massive props to him now on the 76ers side the player that stands out is Maxi. he is 12 of 22 and he had 34 points and the Heat are playing their defense in a way that really benefits Maxi. He's great in transition and great when he can just attack the rim and it's not in a half-court setting. And the Heat have been pressing up and basically inviting transition offense from the 76ers. So Maxi's been able to take advantage of that in Game 2, and he had a very solid game. He did great, so props to him. The second player that had a good game for them was Tobias Harris once again, 9 of 17 from the field, 2 of 5 from the three-point line, and 21 points. Once again, like in game one, really solid getting to his spots, making his open shots, and creating the offense for himself. He has been consistently the best player for the 76ers through these two games. And then 
Jumping on to James Harden, 6 of 15 from the field, 1 of 5 from the three-point line, 20 points, 9 assists, and 3 turnovers. So he didn't have near as many turnovers as he did in game 1, and he had 20 points, but he was still terrible efficiency on 6 of 15 shooting. The Heat will take that any day of the week. So looking forward to game 3 going down to Philadelphia, We do have two developments that will change the game astronomically. It seems like the 76ers will be getting Joel Embiid back. Now this, I feel like, is going to be the lesser of the two people returning. Because I feel like we're getting like 40% Joel Embiid. And I don't know how much of an impact it's going to make on the outcome of the game. Two days ago, Embiid could barely look at a phone, and now he's cleared concussion protocol. That seems a little fishy to me. I don't feel like he's, in all honesty, fully past all of it. So I think that's going to be bothering him. He still has his hand injury, which anyone that watched the Raptors 76ers series knows that that was a massive inconvenience for him. And then he has a broken face. And... He's just going to have to deal with that. He might shy away from some contact on the defensive end, and that could be something that the Miami Heat try to exploit. So I don't know how much of an impact on the outcome of the game it's going to have. On the actual play on the court, it is going to have a big change. I would not be surprised if the 76ers slow it down and try to play more half court, as well as the Miami Heat. Honestly, trying to see if Joel can beat them, trying to see if he is healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if we play Joel one-on-one and just see what he has. And then if he is healthy, then to start doubling him in the post and then just try to make the other players beat them. Similar to what they've been doing with Harden this series. Hey, we know Maxi can go for 34, but we don't think that 34 can beat us. But if James Harden goes for 34 and is getting to the free throw line, we think that could beat us. So we're going to stop Harden and let Maxi get his points. I think that might be a philosophy if Joel Embiid is healthy and is moving good and seems to be his MVP self. Now, the second player that is coming back is going to be Kyle Lowry. I am very surprised that Kyle Lowry is going to play in Game 3. Considering how Game 1 and 2 went, I the only thing I can think of is Kyle Lowry's coming back because they believe Joel Embiid is coming back. And so kind of negating their gain with our gain as well. So kind of even it out. Now there will be at times in this game where we will see the impact Kyle Lowry has. Without Lowry, we'll go on stretches to where the guards are very loose with the ball and we can't run any offense and just having a bunch of turnovers. Throughout the whole regular season, Kyle Lowry would come in during those times and completely end that and run offense and take care of the ball. So in all honesty, this could be an even bigger win for the Miami Heat. Because in game one and two, the Heat were dominating for pretty much the whole portion of the game except for certain aspects and certain couple minute stints to where they would just play horrible offense and let the 76ers get in a little rhythm and then they would have to 
then rebuild the lead. I would not be surprised if the Heat start going into one of those stints and Kyle Lowry comes onto the floor and then he stops that. And so then the 76ers don't cut into the lead near as much. Now, it does depend on how healthy Kyle Lowry is and how confident he is in playing. But given how long he's been out and that he is coming back in such an important time where we're up 2-0 and we've had two clean wins, I expect him to be perfectly healthy in all honesty. So I do believe this will be a Miami Heat win. I believe we will go up 3-0 and put the 76ers where their back's against the wall. I believe it's a desperation move to have Joel Embiid play. Like I said, I don't trust that he's fully healthy. I don't trust that he's ready to come back from just the concussion itself. So I think we already have him on the ropes, and I expect after tonight the 76ers to be completely pushed up against the wall and down 3-0. to zero. And so with all that being said, I just want to say thank you for listening once again. Um, share it with your friends. Let me know what you think. Follow me at Twitter at Major underscore Passons, and Passons is spelled P-A-S-S-O-N-S. If you want this show-specific Twitter, it is at The Heat Code. So like I said, thank you for listening. Share it with your friends. Let me know what you think, and let's go Heat!